first 20 minutes are complete. Marcelo over the shoulder to Loner. He will shoot that shot and make the three left side. The second half is about to begin. A hook over the head, touch pass nice. in the corner. Marcelo for a three. Got it! A.B. for three. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Pacific has lost seven games in a row. BYU's won seven in a row over Pacific. Both those streaks on the line and in play in the second half here in Stockton. BYU trailing Pacific by five. Now, the Cougars have a, lo- a winning record, a winning record when trailing at halftime this year. As it turns out, they're three and two when behind at the break, so they can come back and have done so this year. They also have a winning record when being outshot in a game, and they're being outshot in the first half at least. BYU three and two when being outshot. All time, BYU is 70% win rate in Stockton at seven and three in WCC play. BYU has a 75% win rate in Stockton at 6-2. So a lot of trends do favor BYU. Now we look for the actual on-the-floor results to favor BYU in the second half. An uneven first half of play as the Tigers took a five-point lead to the locker room. BYU began well enough, leading 5-0. But then a couple of turnovers, a couple of in-and-outs, and Pacific kind of hung around and went on a nice little run early, Mark, to put them in front and keep comfortable. Uh, I thought uh, a lackluster effort defensively. That's the most important thing. The defense really has to play a lot better. I think the shots will, a lot of those rim-outs will go in for BYU, but got to do a better job defensively. Tigers begin the second half with the basketball. Nick Blake on the wing right side. High to Jeremiah Bailey. Goes low to Alfonso Anderson, and he's fouled on his way up, and we'll have a shooting foul 11 seconds into the second half. BYU went the first 10 minutes plus without being called for a foul. They get a foul in the first 10 seconds here. A t- uh, F- F- is it Foose they got? Foose, yeah. Yep, so Foose picks up the foul, his first. And Alfonso Anderson will shoot two. Hasn't taken a free throw in this game. 68% free throw shooter on the season. As he makes the free throw, and the Tigers have their game high lead of six. Tied at 34 to 28, the Tigers in front. Well, Foose has to be a little bit better. He gets the foul there, but he's, he seems a little bit sleepy, for lack of a better word, in this game so far. Two for two for Alfonso Anderson, the former Utah State Aggie, and the Tigers have their game-high lead of seven. 35-28. Seven equates to the second-largest comeback deficit for BYU this year. They came back from 10 to win at San Francisco. A couple of seven-point comebacks on the year. Tijon Lucas wheels through the baseline to the paint. And a foul's called on Pacific. So after a very whistle-free first half, two whistles in the first 30 seconds of the second half, Nick Blake is called for it. Or they call Wilson Rouse on. They called Caleb Wilson Rouse on the foul, not to Bale. That's three on Wilson Rouse. <laughs> you have three in a game. <laughs> the team only has four. I think. <laughs> But Marcelo into Trevanel, three-point range. Not in a position to pull and fire into Foose. Out to Tijon. Tijon will pull it to the left block and terminate. Straight away to A.B. Tijon Lucas, three points. A.B. with eight. Straight away Loner. Loner to the left block on the drive. Fakes, fakes, goes up and gets it to go with the right hand over the left shoulder. Jump hook for Caleb Loner. Good to see that drop as BYU's within five. At 35-30, to 30, Caleb now two for eight shooting tonight. Cougs within five. Almost one minute gone here in half number two. Jeremiah Bailey operates inside the three-point line. The handoff to Alfonso Anderson. Anderson to Crockrell. Crockrell scoreless in the game. Bailey three-point range left to Anderson three-point range right. Long rebound. Foose collects. BYU down five. 
Cougs got the stop. Can they get a make at the other end? Marcelo releases to Foose. Foose goes on the high low to Caleb. Caleb collects beneath the basket. Not a lot of room to operate, but he goes up with it and scores it, and he's fouled. Strong start to the second half for Caleb Loner. Back-to-back makes and a chance for a three-point play as Pierre Crockwell picks up the Tigers' second foul of the second half, and BYU draws within three. Loner can make it two at the free-throw line. Caleb Loner, two points in the first half, the first four for the Cougs in the second half. And the 63% free-throw shooter, Loner, to the line. He's 25 of 40 on his free-throw attempts on the year and makes the free-throw. So, Caleb scores the first five for BYU, and the Cougs are within two, 35-33, Tigers lead. It's a great seal and a nice high-low from Foos to get him the ball. Tigers in front court. Bailey will drive, cut off at the left elbow, takes it low, throws it up, crazy shot, missed, rebound, A.B. Marcelo pushes it cross-court loader. Loader jumps a pass to Nell. Open three. No, it's back iron. Caleb, great rebound. Caleb. Got Tijon. If he on a reset him. to Lucas, right wing. Foos got a seal, knocked out of his hands. It goes all the way to Nell. Nell will drive it, stop, throw it up, and oh, it crawls off the front iron. No good. Short miss for BYU, and the Cougs still down two, 35-33. Man, great move. Short arm. You could make a reel of yeah. close misses for BYU tonight. <laughs> don't, don't. Alfonso do Anderson in the right corner to Bailey. He'll jab it, drive it on Nell. Spin, cut off by Barcelo. Scoops around him, and oh. that gets it to go. And that one goes. Well, how does that bounce happen? So Jeremiah Bailey puts the Tigers back on top by four. A rough luck bounce for BYU at one end, and a good luck bounce for Pacific at the other. Foose. Right wing Lucas. Lucas, teardrop. Yes. Gets the soft bounce off the rim, the window, and in. BYU within two yet again. Trying to get over the hump here in the second half. Pacific's done a nice job answering. Long three, top of the key. Short, rebound Lucas. BYU can tie or take a lead here. Tijon, accelerate to the left block. Pulls it out to the left corner. Terminates. Foos. Nell, low. Foos. Foos waits, waits, goes up, and fouled on his way up. Triple teamed. As he squeezes it up, and again, that one falls off the iron. As Foose will go to the free-throw line, chance to earn it at the stripe as Bailey picks up the third team foul for Pacific in the second half. And so, after nary a whistle in the first half of the first half, already seen four fouls called in the first three minutes of the second half. Foose misses the free-throw. BYU could have tied the game at the line, and he'll miss there. 37-35. Should have been an easy bucket from Foose. I don't think he knew that it was Brown that was there on him, a shorter guard. He could have easily just gone up and dunked it or laid it in, and he waited waited for help to come. He does get fouled, but that should have been an easy two at at worst. Bailey checks out. Sam Freeman, the 6'10", 240-pound Minnesota transfer, checks in. And Foose one for two. BYU still down. 37-36, though. As Foos will check out, BYU basketball brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. There's not a lot of energy from Foos. He had a long, a lot of minutes the other night and was visibly gassed early in this game. Nick Blake outside the three-point line. Up high to Anderson. Anderson outside the arc left to Jalen Brown. Brown, Crockerel, Anderson top of the key. Three right side from Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown knocks it down. He just comes in the game and hits a three, and Pacific's up four, 40-36. Loner straight away. Picks up his dribble and gives to Nell. Stripe extended left. Nell, dribble drive low to Atiki. Waits, scoops, and puts off the window and good. 
Soft little jump hook with the right hand for Atiki Ali Atiki. BYU within two, but again looking to get over the hill here in half number two. Atiki scores. That's a career high eight for Atiki Ali Atiki. New career high in a single game for Atiki. Nice Alfonso Anderson, now. 30 feet away, left right side, left wing to Pierre Crockrell. Crockrell waves a screener high, takes it down the barrel, in the paint, lobs it low on the alley oop, and it's good. Conversion. On a touch at the rim from Sam Freeman just in the game, and he scores. And Pacific back on top, 42-38. to 38. Ball knocked away to the near sideline. It'll be BYU basketball after this. 15-50 to play, and Pacific doing what it has to do to stay ahead of BYU. 42-38, Tigers on top. Four minutes, ten seconds in here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to the Built Bar courtside seats and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans, Smith has all your fresh game day grilling favorites. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. Well, the specific team that is winless in West Coast Conference play has lost seven in a row and is playing without their second leading scorer who led their team in Provo in scoring is leading BYU tonight. Deep into, not deep into the second half, but deep into this game at 42-38 with 15.50 to play here at the Spano Center in Stockton. Pacific has led for longer than BYU tonight. Pacific has led for 11.07 to BYU's 9.45. Tigers on top. BYU's got a nice record on Saturdays. 8-1 is BYU's Saturday record. They've only lost one game on the weekend. It was the Creighton game in Sioux Falls. So we can say safely that with you on the call, BYU's undefeated on Saturdays, Mark. Let's keep it that way here tonight. I'll take all credit for that, and gladly we'll take it again tonight. This this team's got an uphill battle now. Pacific seems to have a lot of answers. They're getting production from guys you wouldn't expect, and uh, and they're doing a nice job. BYU had a chance to take the lead, did not come through, and it, it's just going to be one another one of those grind games. Can BYU pull it out? Eight points for Alex Barcelo, eight points for Atiki Ali Atiki. Those points from Atiki are a new single-game career high. Seven for Caleb Lohner. Five for Tijon Lucas, four for Gideon George, three for Fuseni Torore. So no Cougs yet in double figures in a low-scoring game, 42-38. to 38, BYU's being outshot. The Tigers 44% to BYU's 42. Tigers have six threes to BYU's three threes. AB's got two of the three threes, and AB's got the ball left wing. Marcelo to the free-throw line, lost the dribble out of bounds, and is saved in by the Tigers. Turnover, BYU. Just lost the handle, did Marcelo. Pacific up four and the ball, 15-38 to play. Jalen Brown to an open Anderson. He'll fake the three, drive past Gideon George, pass out of it, left corner, Crockrell. Crockrell between the legs on the left wing, gets to the left elbow, pulls it out to the top of the key. Left hand dribble for Crockrell, goes to his right hand and passes right wing to Jalen Brown. Straight away, Crockrell, they give him that three with a three-second shot clock. Jersey number three, Crockrell gets low with two, and with one, the fadeaway no, and the rebound to Gideon George. Cougs defend it well, and here come the Cougs in front court, right side, Gideon George. He'll start to the right elbow and pull it out to the perimeter. Now dribble it to the top of the arc. Dribble handoff. He'll fake the handoff to Johnson. Give to Seneca Knight left corner. Seneca, step back. Pass in the corner. George. George jabbing on Anderson. Now driving on Anderson. Gets to the paint and a non-shooting foul called on the penetration by George. Alfonso picks it up. That's team foul number four for Pacific here in the second half to one for BYU. Maybe free throws will be a factor late in this one. They weren't in the first half. I like clearing out for George. I think he can be, take his man and be effective. BYU is 1 for 2. Tigers 0 for 2 in the first half from the free throw line. George missing a 3. 
from the right wing. The rebound of the Tigers. BYU still down four, 42-38, 14-35 to play. Nick Blake will drive. And there's contact on the drive. No calls. A shot is up and missed. Rebound to Atiki Ali Atiki. Refs let him play on that sequence. Gideon George front court left side. The dribble give on the wing to Barcelo. Barcelo races around Crockwell into a three. Top of the key. Fouls on it. Oh, Crockwell got him on the arm. And A.B. gets three free throws. And so without a free throw on Thursday, on a high-volume night, shot 17 times without going to the free throw line. A.B. will go to the line for three big free throws to put BYU within one as Crockrell got A.B. And that's five team fouls on Pacific to just one for BYU. They're going to check to see that A.B. was behind the line. Yeah, it certainly it, looked yeah, that way. Yeah, it looked like it from here, and I think they had a really quick look, and it was three. So BYU basketball presented by Fillmore Spencer, Utah Valley's largest top-rated local law firm. Can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. So this Mark Pope BYU program has never lost a Q3 or a Q4 game anywhere, anytime. It's a Q4 for BYU. Pacific on the road. And Cougars in a battle with the Tigers as A.B. makes the free throw. And BYU's within three at 42 to 39. I feel like if BYU can get over the hump, just get in front, they, they might be able to run away with this game. But what a battle it's been. What a hill to climb. It's the second free throw is good. So Barcelo becomes the first Cougar to double figures. He's got 10. Hasn't scored a field goal in the second half, but he makes two. And now three free throws. BYU within one. They can see the crest of the hill. Pacific 42 and BYU 41, 14-15 to play. It's been a Sisyphean uh, struggle so far for BYU. They're rolling that rock with 14-10 <laughs> to play. Tigers in front court and a whistle. A foul away from the ball, might get a tiki. A tiki alley, a tiki call for the shove, away from play. Many more whistles being blown in half number two than in the first half. There have been a total of seven fouls called after only five were called the entire first half. Alfonso Anderson releases high to Pierre Crockrell. Crockrell rarely takes threes historically, but he's taken nine over the last two games and made five, if you can believe that. Alfonso Anderson drives and lost it on the dribble, and then BYU oh, last touches out of me. bounds. Gideon George's body checked out of bounds, and they call it off of BYU. The Pacific player dived through, took out Gideon's legs, knocked him out of bounds, and no whistle there. So they... Wow, wow, BYU had the steal, and Gideon was coming that. up floor, and he was knocked out of bounds, and they called off of Gideon and give the ball back to Pacific when BYU I mean, should have had the possession. I mean, Anderson went for the ball and just completely took out Gideon's legs. And now they're going to reset uh, to something on the shot. Seven on the shot clock right now, but I think it was change of possession. Well, or? if they're going to say that BYU gained possession, well, then certainly you, you would have expected a foul to be called right. because Gideon was coming up floor with it, and he didn't just lose it out of bounds. He was contacted out of bounds. At least that's how it appeared to us live. I don't think the official really wants to, to look at this for too long because I think it was the wrong call. And they're taking a, a, a long, hard look at it to see, I guess, to see what the shot clock should yeah. be at this point. BYU basketball brought to you in part by Built Bar. Line up every candy bar you can think of and come see why everyone's saying, I'd rather have a Built Bar. Call it a candy bar. Call it a protein bar. Either way, healthy is tasty. 13.54 to play here at the Spano Center in Stockton. Pacific keeps the lead of one, 42-41, and the ball. They'll keep the shot clock at wow. seven, say that BYU never got possession. That simply knocked it out of bounds. That's a big call, though. I mean, if Pacific can score here, BYU was off to the races uh, 
Down by one, chance to take the lead. Conversely, short shot clock situation for the Tigers now. Crockerell with five at the top of the key. Crockerell drives, elbow jumper, no. Offensive rebound, stick back, no! Big miss. Right at the rim, the miss by Freeman. Atiki the rebound. Down floor, Seneca Knight Cougars can take the lead. Down 42-41, to 41. Seneca goes behind the back, steps back. Bobble it, regains, whistle, hold down low. That'll be team foul six. Wow, BYU will be in the bonus the rest of the way as Freeman picks up the foul. That's team foul six. So on the next Pacific foul, BYU shooting. The free throw is not a factor in the first half and may be here in the second half. Atiki and Freeman really physical, so they gave one to Atiki on the other end. Now Freeman's turn. Baseline out of bounds to Barcelo. Into George, back to A.B. Stripe extended right side. Barcelo drive, teardrop, floated up, and no! And the rebound falls to Freeman. Atiki mistimed his jump. He was there, but he mistimed it. Hit the rim again. Transition, top of the arc. Bailey, Brown for three. In and out, spins out, rebound. Gideon George. Gideon will take it into front court himself on the bounce. Is this the possession, bounce. Greg? BYU down 42-41. Gideon still on the bounce. Gives to Johnson some contact on Spencer, but he regains off the half bobble and goes Barcelo right wing. Seneca Knight. Oh, yes, there it is. One and one. And Seneca Knight was bodied by Caleb Wilson-Rouse, and it's one and one for BYU. The Cougs already in the bonus. 13.06 to play, and the Cougs can take the lead at the line, but it's a one and one. So to get two... Seneca's got to make one. 42-41. Pacific on top. 13.06 to go. And it is a grinder here at the Alex G. Spanos Center. Seneca Knight scoreless on this night. These big free throws. BYU just needs to get over the hump here. And the front end for Seneca hasn't really taken a shot tonight. No free throws, obviously. So this a lot of pressure on this one. He's attempted free throws in now nine of his last ten games. Makes the free throw. Ties the game at 42. BYU's been down six on a couple of occasions. So rallied to square the contest. And Caleb Wilson-Rouse, who has called for that foul, now has four and will sit. And the Tigers have seven now. BYU in the single bonus. Seneca for the lead, and the Cougars have it, 43-42. Really impressive from Seneca to hit those two when BYU needed it. Got the lead now. What can they do with it? Jaden Byers will start it front court right side. Convey it to Blake, who gives to Brown on the weave, coming left to right, stepping into the paint, and stripped on his drive is Jaden Byers. BYU on the steal. Tijon Lucas front court. George, transition three. Got it! Gideon George for three, and the Cougs lead by four. It's a Mountain America Credit Union three-pointer. Leonard Perry's going to call timeout for Pacific, and there it is. We will take a break. By George. I think he got it. And the Cougs have a four-point lead, 46-42 to on another Mountain America Credit Union three-pointer. It takes us to a timeout with 12.36 to play. BYU's in front. Can they be in front to stay? Come back and find out with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Spano Center here in Stockton, California. BYU 46 and Pacific 42. BYU Basketball is presented in in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, bringing you authentic Central Texas barbecue. Try their tender brisket or mouth-watering pulled pork. Bam Bam's Barbecue, located just north of BYU's campus. Bam Bam's Barbecue, proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. Well, the Cougar outlook has gotten increasingly optimistic in the last few minutes. BYU's gone from down to leading. 46-42 is our score. 12-36 to play here in Stockton. BYU led by Alex Barcelo's 11 points. Three big free throws for A.B. 
when he was fouled on a three here in the second half. Part of the Cougars' comeback effort. Fuseni Traore, by the way, has one offensive rebound tonight. That moves into, into solo fourth place among BYU freshmen all time for most offensive rebounds in a single season. He breaks a tie for fourth with Yoli Childs. And Mark, there have been some comparisons with Yoli Childs when it comes to what Foose's ceiling might be at BYU. And rightly so. Foose has earned those comparisons. And you always like to be compared to all-time greats at BYU. But Foose has done everything asked of him his freshman year. He hasn't played terrific in this game, but uh, just having him on the floor helps this team. I think BYU was down, what, 42-38 when Alex got those three free throws and now have eight, eight straight. It's the long run for BYU. Eight straight points for the Cougars. We're back in Pacific basketball. They go left to right as we see it and you hear it in the second half. Nick Blake driving on Seneca Knight. Goes left wing Alfonso Anderson. Alfonso driving from the perimeter to the post. Sends high to Bailey for three. Top of the key. Strong on it. Rebound Seneca Knight. BYU now out shooting the Tigers for the game. Seneca front court, left side. Top side, Gideon. Oh, Gideon got his man to come out. He'll drive and kick Spencer Johnson. Fake the three, take a 15-footer, and miss it. Rebound, Jeremiah Bailey. Oh, tough luck for Spencer on the bounce. Bailey, transition triple, left wing, and what a big make by Jalen Brown the other way. Two threes here in the second half. BYU chance to go up six, and now it's a one-point game. Spencer was just a little bit hesitant and had a couple open looks. Here's Knight for three. No, a little heavy. He was right on line. BYU's lead of four is down to one, and Pacific can retake the lead. Crockrell, slow bounce, top of the key. Anderson will fake it, get Foose to come on out. He'll drive and kick behind him to Bailey. Bailey hands off Crockrell, 25 feet away left side. It's Bailey, top of the arc, Blake. Blake, windmills on Seneca Knight. Penetrates on him, shoots an 18-footer, short, but right to Bailey. Bailey from the right block with a five-second shot. Clock goes up, and he's fouled. He'll get free throws for the lead. Timeout on the floor, 11-18 to play. Pacific can go back on top in this back-and-forth affair. BYU 46, Pacific 45 with 11-18 remaining in Stockton on. The new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Utah State with a nice first half in Reno tonight facing Nevada with a minute 50 to go in the first half. The Aggies leading the Wolfpack 42-23. to They are nearing halftime. Back to Stockton and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Jason, th- Jason, thank you. BYU Basketball brought to you by Sierra West. Diamonds Direct, lowest prices and three stores located across from the malls in Orem, Sandy, and Murray. Sierra West Jewelers, we price match. Nearly a score match here in Stockton. Tigers will shoot for the lead at the free throw line. BYU 46, Pacific 45. Tigers have still led for longer than BYU in this game. Cougars are struggling to stay in front. An impressive number for the Tigers. 13 assists to four turnovers. This 13 assists from a team averaging 11 per game. BYU 6 assists, 6 turnovers from a BYU team averaging 14 assists per game. Free throw line for Bailey and he ties the game. Makes the first of two, 46-46. Bailey's got nine. He's now one for two at the line. For the 55% free throw shooter out of Fairbanks. Fairbanks, California, as he's good on both. Two for two on the trip. He's got ten. He's the second Tiger in double figures. BYU has one Coug in double figures. Uh, Alex Barcelo. Offensive foul, BYU turnover. Caleb for setting a rough screen. Uh, Oh, they called Lucas, I think. I, they, I didn't I, see that. I, I thought 
I thought I saw just the one three for Lucas, not two threes for Loner. So, yeah, Loner without a foul that, still, yeah. and Lucas has two, and it's Pacific basketball with the lead now. BYU had that short-lived lead of four. Now it's a 5 nothing run for Pacific. Anderson, left corner, Crockwell, wide open for three, will take it and make it. Pierre Crockwell has made his first field goal of the night, and it's a three-pointer. A guy that rarely takes a three, and now the Tigers lead by four. It's an 8-0 Pacific run. And Tijon Lucas travels, turns it over. Another turnover for BYU. That was a tenuous lead for BYU, Mark. It was a four-point lead, and Spencer Johnson missed a short jumper. He would have put BYU up six. Since then, it's 8-0 the other way for the Tigers. 50-46, Pacific back in front. Pierre Crockrell was 1 for 12 from 3 for his career before going now 6 for his last 10 from deep. Anderson, ooh, had ball knocked out of his hands on a 3-point try, but BYU couldn't get the ball. He gained it back from Lohner. Crockwell near the timeline. Pacific 50 and BYU 46. The Tigers can play for a game-high lead. What an answer from this team. Winless in WCC play. Anderson takes a bump, jumper up, and no, the rebound big board by Lohner. Cougs down four. Timely three-point shooting from Pacific. The Tigers lead 50-46. to 46. Just when it appeared BYU had a, enough of an edge to put a little bit of distance. Tigers come roaring back as Seneca Knight was driving to the rim. The driving lay in good, but there was contact and no call. BYU within two, 50-48, but strong move and finish from Seneca Knight. A terrific baseline, quick first step, but man, he took a lot of contact. Crockrell drives on his numerical opposite. Tijon Lucas out to the wing to Anderson. High to Bailey, right to Crockrell. Crockrell, big three a moment ago. Anderson, left wing open three, Jalen Brown. Nope, heavy, rebound Foose. Wipes away Bailey. Down floor Lucas, numbers for a moment for BYU. Tijon will drive it, Euro it, take a hit, and go to the free throw line for two. Wow. They didn't want to call it. The whistle it, came late. I was hopeful there would be something called there, and it was on Alfonso Anderson, his second foul, the Tigers' eighth team foul, and it'll be two free throws for Tijon Lucas to tie the game again. Punch and counterpunch here at the Spano Center in Stockton. Tijon Lucas on a five-point night. He's one for two at the line. Gets it to go. Front rim, back rim, and in for Tijon. Six points for Lucas. 16.5 points per game in his last two. Shooting it well coming in two tonight. 61% field goal shooting last few games as Foose goes to the floor as Lucas makes the second free throw. 50-50 the score. Bailey will dive it low. Staying vertical as Loner forces the miss. Anderson goes back up and he misses it, but he's fouled on it. He'll get free throws to retake the lead. Caleb did a nice job of getting in the air and not fouling, but then the offensive rebound collected by the Tigers, and they have a chance to score more second-chance points. The foul goes to Alex Barcelo, his first, and to the line Anderson for two, where he's two for two tonight at the line. 50-50. It's that kind of game right now. It's 50-50. 50-50. 9.23 to play in Anderson with now 10 points, a third Tiger in double figures. As BYU's trailing again, 51-50. Anderson for a second of two. But man alive, Mark, they get the miss and second chance points. Yeah, Foose is just, uh, just not himself tonight as the second free throw is good. He probably should have got that rebound and he just is not moving as well as we used to him uh, moving. Tigers back on top, 52-50. to so tough for BYU. Another inadvertent shot clock buzzer, and this has got... Nope. 
hold on here. There's 19 seconds on the shot clock, and the buzzer went off inadvertently for a fourth time tonight. Listen, Alex doesn't shoot a lot of air balls, so clearly that was in his head. This has to be point of interruption, and Coach Leonard Perry's coming down to apologize to Coach Mark Pope about the buzzer situation four times tonight, and the the score operator is trying to say, I have no control over it. So there's a faulty buzzer here at the uh, Spano Center. Four times it's gone off when the shot clock isn't about to expire. And that last one clearly affected play. And it should be point of interruption to BYU, you would think, Mark. Um, and there was a missed shot, but I there was a buzzer to, going. Because the ref- officials blew the whistle right as he was shooting. And Alex clearly was in his head as the buzzer went off as he shot it. Missed it badly. I guess going to see if... He shot it before the whistle or with the buzzer. I don't I don't know. And I, I believe, has BYU not been in possession every time the buzzer's gone off? Yes, all four times. Two on loaner drives. Pacific? The first one was not part of the play. It was inverting. It was, the play wasn't really happening, so they took it out of bounds. And then two for loaner as he drove to the basket and shot it, and neither of those stopped play. That one, the, the referee blew the whistle to stop the play. This comes with 9-11 remaining in the game and Pacific leading BYU by a score of 52-50. to The Cougars just played a game on Thursday in which neither team had a lead larger than four the entire game. And this has been the same kind of feel. BYU's been up five. Pacific large lead seven for a moment here in the second half. But most of the game's been played within a single possession. And it's just a grind here tonight here at the Spano Center in stock. This is a Pacific team that's winless in the league. They've lost seven in a row, lost 10 of 11. Their last regulation win came in mid-November. And they've given BYU a heck of a game tonight without their second leading score even available. So the Cougars just have to find a way to get this one here tonight. After all that, BYU will get possession, 22 shot clock. So 22 on the shot, far sideline send in for Seneca Knight. Knight with Lucas, Marcelo, Loner, and Traore. And the referee's calling in both teams uh, for a conversation. We're going to give them some instruction on the buzzer. Just play through just it playing. if that happens. Yeah. They may have and just said that. just buzzing all over the place. They may have so. just said, just play through the buzzer, and they should maybe just unplug that Turn part of it. The and and, and let, let the officials blow the whistle for shot clock viola- uh, violations. They're going to go to a full timeout. They may take the under eight early here. We're going to take a break with the teams. 9.14 to go. Time extra on the clock. 52.50 Pacific leads on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. It's around three minutes long. It's of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, it was sounding like a game show speed round here during the timeout. <laughs> it was it was nothing but buzzers the entire time. They've now unplugged the shot clock and game clock on the BYU shooting end. And so on the Pacific shooting end, the game clock and shot clock are visible. Now they've now unplugged both to make it equal. So they're going to keep time on the floor and on the big boards. And so we'll see a main, we'll see a game time on the big board. We're not going to see a shot clock. And so shot clock will be kept, I guess, in the heads of the players. I'm imagining officials officials may be able to count it down verbally, but it's a loud arena. And so the clock and buzzer issues have now resulted in the game clock and shot clock being turned off on the displays above both baskets. This with 9.02. Well, I'm not sure how much time is left in the game. Now they're running clock, and they're going to have to reset the main clock as well. So we got all kinds of issues here at the Spano Center in Stockton. The biggest issue is the scoreboard that shows a two-point deficit for BYU. 52-50, Tigers on top. And they're going to now set the game clock at 8.50.
So yeah. under nine to play, 8.50 remaining, and the Tigers on top by two. And it has been such a struggle for BYU to get in front, stay in front in this game. And there was a sequence of play in the second half where BYU could have opened it to a six or seven point lead. But on the missed shot on that sequence, it was an 8-0 run the other way for Pacific. Now the Cougars are battling their way back from that. BYU paced tonight by Alex Barcelo. He's the only Cougar in double figures, and he has 11. He's averaging 17 per game. Has scored 20 or more in two of his last three coming into this game. Against Pacific on January 6th, A.B. went for 15 with five rebounds and four assists, and it's been a good rebounding night for Alex in this one. Long timeout, folks. Long delay as we've taken this might have been what they consider to be the under eight-minute media break. I'm not sure for sure, but now they go back to 9:14 on the on okay. the So a lot of buzz kills in that <laughs> little situation, and you're trying to avoid the ultimate buzz kill here. And unfortunate. I mean, Alex missed that shot, but he, he got a three-point shot. Maybe he makes it without getting zapped right as he took the shot, but. BYU, they've done a good job limiting Alex's attempts, but uh, BYU back with the ball. So the Cougars can tie or take a lead here. The shot clock is at 22. There's a shot clock display here on the floor level. They have added a shot clock display at floor level. So shot at 20, the game clock at 9-10. Tijon Lucas driving hard to the base. Will hand out to Loner. Loner drives for the dunk, and he's fouled on his way there. He'll have to get it at the free throw line with two free throws. Team foul number nine, and BYU will be double bonus rest of the way. Jeremiah Bailey picks up his second foul in the ninth team for Pacific. So with 9.06 to play, Caleb can tie the game at the free throw line. Loner is one for one tonight. Two for two tonight. Nope. Nope, no, no, over. Sorry. Missed the first. Yeah, sorry. Missed that one, and that's just hard because he had a dunk at the rim. He just has a hard time finishing those dunks with contact. Missed them both. Wowzers. Really needed that dunk to go. Would have been yeah. a three-point play chance. Instead, two free throw misses. Pacific stays on top, 52-50. to 50. A lot of things conspiring against BYU. Can they fight it off and get a win? It's been the roughest luck night for Caleb Lohner. And how about a backdoor flash by Bailey? And the soft jump hook at the rim goes. He's got 12, and BYU's down four. Could have tied the game at the free throw line. Answered the other way by the Tigers, and BYU's down. 54 to 50, 835 to play. Knocked away from Seneca, breakaway the other way, and Nick Blake hammers it home. He's got 15, one off a career high, and BYU's down six, 56 to 50. Well, time, don't try and get it all back here. Fuseni Traore, top of the key, right wing to Alex Barcelo, AB. Straight away, Loner. Loner left wide open for three, takes it and misses it. Rebound, Pacific. Caleb, who had five threes here last year, is now five for 37 on the year from the arc. And Pacific looking to take control under eight minutes to play. Baseline jumper, double clutch, strong offensive rebound. Pierre Crockwell, reset for Pacific. Three right side, good. Jalen Brown, and he's got nine. Mark Pope's going to call timeout, and the Cougars are in trouble. 59-50, Pacific leads it with 7.43 to play here in Stockton. Jalen Brown, nothing in the first half. Three threes after halftime, and BYU's down by a game-high nine. And to think, Mark, seconds ago, BYU was able to tie the game at the free-throw line. Instead, 0 for 2, and it's a 7-0 run the other way, and now a nine-point Pacific lead. Timeout on the floor. 7.43 to go.
Tigers lead 59-50 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU basketball brought to you by JCW's. Dinner after the game at JCW's includes something for everybody, from burgers to wings, shakes to salads, JCW's quality, and a lot of it in Lehigh, American Fork, Provo, South Jordan, and now Harriman. Well, the Cougars have 7 minutes and 43 seconds left to keep this from becoming a lost weekend. BYU losing at Santa Clara in the most heartbreaking fashion on Thursday. And now they trail Pacific by 9 late in this one. 7.43 to play. And BYU never trailed by more than 4 the entire night at Santa Clara. But this winless WCC team, Pacific, has had the lead for more time than BYU tonight. And now the Cougars are suddenly down 9 at 59-50. to Pacific's last regulation win. They have only one win in the last two months, and it came in overtime. Their last regulation win came against Arkansas Pine Bluff in late November. And they're on verge of a significant upset. BYU's never lost a Q3 or Q4 game under Mark Pope. Yeah, big uh, eight minutes here. Biggest eight minutes of the year for Cougars. All right. Tijon Lucas left wing straight away. Hands to Foose. Foose, stripe extended right side to Spencer Johnson. Top of the arc, Gideon George. George will hand off to Barcelo. A.B. to the right elbow. Pirouettes away from pressure to Spencer Johnson. Johnson looks inside, stays outside. The shot clock under 10. 7.20 on the game clock. Barcelo behind the back, under pressure at the right wing. Down to three, down to two. Gideon will drive, float, bank, and miss. Rebound, Jeremiah Bailey. Late in the shot clock. A lot of time goes off, and... Not a great shot at the end of it. 7-10 to go, and BYU's down nine. Pacific playing for a double-digit lead late here at the Spano Center. It's awful coming out of a timeout to not have some kind of play, and they tried to get Alex, and now Johnson tips it away. Pacific's coach caught that almost on the floor. I don't know if Johnson could have gotten to it. Tigers 5-13 on the year, 0-4 in the WCC, and they've lost seven straight. Losing home record overall this year. Played their best game of the year as Crockroll drives. The running skyhook is missed, and then Crockroll knocks it away from Marcelo, gives it to Blake. Blake is fouled, two free throw. Oh, a charge. Turnover. BYU catching a break there. BYU got the miss, and then Marcelo had his pocket picked. But thankfully for BYU, the offensive foul on Nick Blake, and that's significant in that BYU will be double bonus rest of the way. 6.47 to play. The Cougars down 59-50. to Looking for a major comeback late to try and salvage this weekend. Marcelo, top of the arc, left wing Johnson. Johnson doesn't get it into Foos. The position wasn't there. Marcelo, right wing Lucas. Between the circles, Gideon George. Dribble handoff, Spencer Johnson. Johnson, penetration. Oh, offensive foul, BYU turnover. Team foul number six for BYU. The... That's the right call. Foos lowered his shoulder on the screen for Johnson. Tigers will shoot the rest of the way. They'll be in single bonus, BYU double bonus. But now you're expecting the Tigers to go late in clocks. They should be taking 25 seconds off every clock. 59-50. We should get under six minutes before the Tigers need to shoot a ball here. 6.20 to play. Tigers 59, BYU 50. And BYU had a chance to tie a game at the free throw line a couple minutes ago. Blake gets around Seneca Knight, gets right to the rim, scoops and scores and one. Wow. Tigers up 11, chance for a 12-point lead, and BYU is in dire straits here in Stockton. 61-50. to Tigers lead this one by 11. They can make it 12. They're doing this without their second leading score even available tonight. 
tough to put into perspective at this moment just how damaging this loss might be to BYU. But wow. And the Tigers are just playing like Tigers. They feel it. They sense it. They're going after BYU. Still time, but it's a 12-point deficit as the free throw is good. And with 6.05 to play, it's BYU down a dozen, 62 to 50. Cougars on the comeback trail. AB picks up his dribble. Hands high to Lucas. Cougars, he consecutive makes. Big shot here, three. Gideon George. Oh, it's strong. Rebound, Foose. Offensive rebound, reset, big offensive rebound for BYU. Keeps the possession alive. Seneca Knight dribble give left wing, Lucas. Lucas, free throw line extended. Wipes away Anderson. Steps back on him. Over the Taylor Anderson. He'll drive it. Draw contact and get two free throws to make it a 10-point game. 5.42 to go. Cougs on the comeback trail down 12. Tijon to make it 10. Anderson, a third foul on him. And it'll be double bonus rest of the way. This is a shooting foul anyway. Tijon Lucas at the line. BYU down a dozen, 62 to 50. BYU had beaten Pacific in seven straight coming in two tonight. Tijon makes the free throw. You just want to win possessions now and the possession a minute and to try and get two points a minute without them scoring, get right back into it. But it's a tough, tough hill. Both free throws good from Tijon. Got it to 10. Pacific's last win in Stockton came four years ago in a one-point win, 67-66. They lead by 10 now, 62-52, 5.30 to go. And again, the Tigers will plan to go late in clocks. Right wing Bailey. Bailey drives the right end line, sees a double, passes on the wing. Late shot clock, down to five, down to four. It's a loose ball in the paint. Tijon takes it away. He's fouled in backcourt. That's big. That is big. That's a foul 80 feet from the basket, and Tijon will get two the other way to make it an eight-point game. 5-13 to play. BYU looking to stage a massive comeback late here in Stockton. They're down 10, 5-13 to go, but Tijon can make it an eight-point game with the free-throw line. Plenty of time. So much time. We talk about time. We saw what could happen in 45 seconds and a four-point lead on Thursday. Well... It could be an eight-point game with more than five minutes to go, so time really not the issue. Stops and makes, stops and makes, and those makes include free-throw tries, and Tishon's got two, and the first is good. He's made three straight here in the second half on the, on the night. He's six for seven with five of those coming in the second half, so five in a row. That was a big mistake for Pacific to give a chance for BYU points without the clock going. 62-53, 62-54 gets the roll. BYU down eight. They scored four quickly. Feel some pressure now that BYU's kind of coming at them. Pierre Crockrell, bounce pass right wing Anderson. The Cougars have a comeback in them to get out of here with a win, and it would save the weekend. Pierre Crockrell between the circles. BYU fans getting loud. Pacific fans trying to respond. Anderson gets a tiki to jump out. Crockwell will drive it, get to the paint, cuff it, scoop it, and miss it. The rebound tipped, chased down by Crockwell. It's a reset for Pacific. And a new shot clock for the Tigers. Crockwell everywhere, coming up with these loose balls. Cougars got the miss, could not find the rebound. Pacific with Bailey on an eight-second shot clock. Will drive with six, knocked away, and taken back by the Tigers with a three and two and A steal, BYU, a shot clock violation, a foul on BYU late on a loose ball. I think that should be a shot clock violation. That's what BYU is complaining about. The buzzer's not functioning. The buzzer's not functioning. 
And so the shot clock didn't expire with a buzzer, but it did expire on the clock, Mark. And then they called the foul on Barcelo. And they called the foul on Barcelo in the chase for the loose ball. Seems strange. Barcelo had it. And it would be one and one for Pacific. Mark, what a turn that would be in an eight-point game. In a chase for the loose ball, we're going to time out and look to the monitor on this one. In a chase for the loose ball, the shot clock, we believe, expired at around the same time they called a foul on Barcelo. The problem with the buzzers become a problem because there was no audible buzzer, and the shot clock is shown on a secondary display. And will they even have that display available as they look to the monitor is the question. They may say that Alex got possession. I thought he had it, and then was knocked away from him and then they call the foul on Alex so maybe that's what they'll say but I think it was clearly if not a turn of possession there that it was a shot clock violation before the foul because it was coming down on you know long before they got to the corner it was a very long possession for Pacific thanks to the offensive rebound it reset the clock to 20 late in the clock on the drive it was a strip and a roll toward the baseline and in the battle for the ball on the baseline Marcelo appeared to recover it and I was watching the shot clock out of the corner of my eye on the floor display. I thought it got to zero at around the same time. A whistle was blown, and a foul was issued against Barcelo. And if that call stands, it'll be one and one for Pacific. If they review it this and overturn huge. it, it'll be BYU basketball down eight. 62-54, 4.26 to play here at the Spano Center in Stockton. Two of three officials are at the monitor, and we believe they have access to some kind of shot clock display on, on the TV clock they may be watching. So they should have a good view. The question is, when did the whistle against Barcelo come? Pacific can take off almost a minute and then get to the free throw line out of this possession. And this yeah. type of game, that would be brutal for the Cougars. We're just starting to get back in this game. If they get the ball here, have a chance to cut it to five or six. Jalen Brown, who didn't, I think, play in the first half, has been the shot yeah. maker in the second. He's had the plays of the game because his threes came as BYU either opened a lead or tried to come back in a trailing situation. Brown's made huge threes, three of them here in the second half. He's got nine off the bench. And now the coaches are being called into conference with the officials. While this game has not been without its uh, mini controversies, most of them involving clock or buzzer. Yeah, it's been stop and start a lot tonight, which is hard. What will they say? I, I, I can almost imagine that. And uh, so Tyson Jacks, BYU's media communications director for basketball, is going to give Mark Durant what he thinks is the update uh, here. Mark? Sorry, it looked like the officials say that the ball hit the rim at some point. The shot clock should have got to 20. And so that will be a foul on Alex Barcelo one-on-one. Oh, wow. I did not see the ball hit the rim. So like Alex, ha Alex had it. He just got it knocked away, and then they call the foul on him. So Bailey, who's two for three tonight, but only 55% on the season, gets a front-end situation. So the extended possession and the foul and a chance for Pacific to open the lead back up to 10 when BYU had a chance with the ball to be down eight. Mm. Still coming back to the monitor. I don't know what we're doing now. Wow. The shot clock and game clock displays above both baskets are dim. They've been turned off tonight. And now we're going to bring the teams back to the sidelines and go back to the monitor for yet another clock review. Wow, 4.26 remaining in this one. We're going to stay right here with it. It's Pacific 62 and BYU 54. Cougars in rally mode. 
And again, the, the, the disappointment of Thursday is one kind of heartbreak. It'd be a totally different feel if they don't come back and get this one here tonight. It's a Pacific team that in a lot of ways wouldn't expect to be able to hang with BYU. Cougars were a 12-point favorite, and that was before it was found out that the Tigers would be without Luke Abdolovich tonight. And even without him, they've played well enough to lead for most of this game. It's almost been a blessing because other guys that fill in for him have great games. And, and uh, that was, a, I mean, BYU got the defense they needed. They didn't get the ball. Crockwell uh, snuck in and stole the first miss they got. And the second miss, shot clock running out, guy on his back throwing it up. Looked like Alex had it, somehow loses it, and then gets the foul. So what a brutal, I mean, they got the really good defense. They just couldn't get the ball to come back on the offensive end and would have been able to really cut into this lead, made, made it a game, and now a chance to get back up to double figures if it makes both of these free throws. And we've been probably, what, six, seven minutes without live action? I can't imagine what they're looking at this time. It seems like they determined what what they wanted to determine earlier. They were at it's the monitor for five minutes. It's not a shot clock issue here because they're shooting free throws. They've broken their conference, and they're going to get the players back all. on the lane. But now all three officials are conferencing with the two head coaches again. Pacific 62, BYU 54 with 4.26 remaining. There is a floor display, game clock and shot clock visible, but not in the normal places where you'd find it above the baskets. I heard one official say it was our fault, and they're talking to the Pacific head coach during this whole time. And again, the, the, they're... So... And now they've, and they've reversed the call to shot clock violation, and BYU basketball, no free throws. <laughs> Unbelievable. This has been a night of nights. Wow. So the Cougars, I don't know if we can say catch a break because we thought that was the right call. Well, we have no monitor, so we don't know. But I mean, it certainly looked like if it didn't hit the rim, it should have been a shot clock violation. And that's what they'll call shot clock violation. BYU basketball with an eight point deficit facing the Cougars. And here we go. <laughs> the ball's about to be in battle. We're going to have live basketball, we think. <laughs> Why oh, did no. you say that? Why did you say that? They've come back to the scores table again, <laughs> but no, we're going to get the ball in. All right, here we go. 4.26 to play in BYU basketball. Hopefully a thrilling and ultimately rewarding final four and a half for BYU forthcoming. A.B., teardrop, heavy on it, and the rebound to Nick Blake. They tried to score quick, did the Cougars with A.B. Front court, left side, Crockwell, and they'll get this thing under four minutes. 4.10 to play. Pierre Crockwell, slow bounce. Drives the base, cuts through the paint, and sends left wing Anderson. Left corner, Bailey back to Alfonso. Drives on George, cut off on the post, foul one and one. 3.55 to play, timeout on the floor. We're going to take this break. We think there was one extra break worked in, but we're going to take our under four-minute media timeout at this point and come back for the final four minutes here in Stockton. 3.55 to go, Pacific 62, and BYU 54 is our score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to the Built Bar courtside seats and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU down eight, 3.55 to go, 62-54. Tigers shooting free throws as we come back in. If BYU does not win, second chance points will be a decisive factor. Pacific is plus seven in second chance points in a game they lead by eight as Alfonso Anderson shoots one and one on BYU's eighth team foul. 
Anderson, free throw. Miss. Oh he made it. Back rim, off the window, high and in. <laughs> Almost to the top of the backboard. Really bad miss that goes in. It's been that night for the Cougars. The 68% free throw shooter is 5 for 5 tonight, so he's kind of due for a miss. Statistically, as the Tigers go up 9. And the second rattles around and in. So nary a swish from the line, but they both go. 64-54, BYU's down 10. Alex Barcella puts on the break, shoots a baseline jumper that's no good. Bailey's got the rebound, and the Tigers can work this thing to near three minutes. Well, 3.45 to go, and the Cougars are on the verge of taking their first ever Q4 loss of the Mark Pope era. Plenty of time left still, but Tigers are going to be late in the clock, you would think, before they shoot. Nick Blake sees an opening, will drive to the base, cut out to Anderson for three. Oh, he passed out of it and crossed up his own teammate and turns it over. As Anderson was elevating, Jeremiah Bailey thought the shot was going up, and he was passing it to Bailey. And so BYU catching a break there, 3.26 to go, 10-point deficit. The Cougars need successive stops and successive makes, and that goes without saying in a 10-point game and under four to play. Tijon Lucas, right corner to Gideon George. Gideon's going to drive it to the paint, bang into Jeremiah Bailey, get low around him. Nice move right to the rim up on in. Gideon George, craftily done, slaloming his way to the baseline and scores to make it an eight-point game, 64-56, 3-0-4 to play. I think it was a mistake not to do more of that with Gideon. He, he's able to beat his man from the wing. And uh, Lucas fouls Crockwell, one and one for Crockwell. That's a good foul because Pierre Crockwell shoots 39% from the free throw line. He's only taken 13 and he's 5 for 13 and that's a good strategic foul. Chances are Crockwell misses the front end and you get a rebound. You've got 8 minutes or 3 minutes to play and an 8 point deficit. Crockwell at the line. Again 5 for 13 on the year and he misses. Rebound Seneca Knight. He clears it. BYU down 8. AB front court left side Seneca right back to Barcelo. Barcelo drives. They're going to call the charge on Barcelo. Offensive no foul on A.B. as Crockwell went flying. Turnover BYU with 2.49 to go. Uh, no way is he set. The only thing you can say is Alex lowered his shoulder. He did a lot of contact there, but no way is a defender set. 2.49 to go. BYU stays down eight. Marcelo driving the baseline full left and called for the charge. BYU presses full court. Pacific into front court on the long ball. Two on one. Blake right to the rim. Reverse lay in good. BYU's down 10. 244 to go. Blake with a career high. 17 points. 66-56. Tigers lead. Steal. Foul. Oh, That's what do they call? Do That's going to be Seneca grabbing on the Oh, no. So breakaway. Seneca gave it up and then fouled on the breakaway. Double bonus the other way. Two shots. They didn't call a flagrant one, right? Just a common foul. They're talking about it, but I don't think they did. So Seneca gave it up, and it resulted in a breakaway the other way, and BYU fouled. Seneca Knight did as he gave the ball up, so Tigers can go up 12. Now back to the offensive rebound number for a second and second chance points as Crockerel shoots two, and he can miss. He'll get a second. You want to be at least one-to-one -one in second chance points on offensive rebounds as Crockerel misses again. BYU has six offensive rebounds for only four points. The Tigers have seven offensive rebounds for 11 so they're well above where you want to be, and the Cougars are well below where you want to be, and it's one factor in a 10-point game. BYU down 66-56. Seneca Knight will check out. Trevin Nell is in. Crockerill is 0 for 2 at the line. Gets a third free throw on the night with his team up 10, and he makes that one. 
So about average for a 39% guy. One for three tonight. BYU down 11, 67-56. Tijon Lucas lets the ball roll. Picks it up and gets BYU in the front court. Tigers lead by 11. Nell has his three-pointer blocked. And Bailey comes away with it. And now this may get under two minutes unless BYU fouls. They don't foul Blake. Blake gets it to Crockwell in front court. Anderson is now harassed and fouled. And it'll be two free throws for the Tigers. And they're close to putting this one away, Mark. 67-56. BYU really struggling tonight. Just couldn't get in front long enough by enough. Pacific want, really wanted this, and they felt early, I think, that they could compete with BYU, and they got more confident as the night went on. Free throw make by Alfonso Anderson. Seven for seven at the line for the 68% free throw shooter. 14 points for Alfonso Anderson, averaging 11. Brown averaging three, scores nine. Blake averaging eight, scores 17. And that's what you get from Pacific. Guys playing above their level to upset BYU or hope to upset BYU. Both free throws good. BYU down by a game-high 13, 69-56. Alex Barcelo, a driving kick. Nell to keep the Cougar hopes alive, knocks the three-pointer down. Ten-point game, 2.07 to go. It's a Mountain America Credit Union three-pointer for BYU. Trevin Nell for three left corners to keep hope alive. It's a ten-point game, 2.07 to go. Stranger things have certainly happened, and... Well, well, the Cougars need that to happen tonight. Kind of handed a game to Santa Clara uh, the other night, and uh, maybe Pacific could help out BYU. They're going to need some help. They're going to need some missed free throws and some turnovers. Uh, that'll be part of it, but uh, two minutes is a long time we found in college basketball. Yep, absolutely. Right? So there's time left to get back from down 10, but a lot has to happen because Pacific will shoot two the rest of the way. But there are some dubious shooters on the floor for Pacific with lower numbers under 70%. The only really good free throw shooter is Caleb Rouse, who's been playing very sparingly tonight with four fouls. Well, BYU's been locked into the tournament field for so long now that it's been more talk about seeding than anything else. And what would the bracketologists do with an 0 for 2 week for BYU this week? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is, I mean, we've never been in this territory with Coach Pope, with, with this type of team, this type of loss. So it could be really devastating. And then. I'll have a chance next week to maybe right the ship, but it doesn't, yeah. take, it doesn't get any easier next week at home. It's not a loss yet, but it's a 10-point deficit with 69-59 hour score and 2.07 to play. Tigers on top. Full court pressure again. Pierre Crockrell on the end line. Walks the end line, sidesteps the end line, gets it in to Nick Blake. Steel. Blake gave it away, and George oh. scores! Steals it and scores right at the rim, and BYU's down eight. 69-61, the Cougars got the steal. Anderson, another oh. steal! Lucas again! A driving lay-in, four straight, and the Cougs are down six. 69-63, is it happening? 148 to go. They foul Crockwell purposefully. I don't know if that's what you want to do, but I think that was the message before the four points. The foul, and it comes with 144 to play, and Crockwell goes to the line. The Cougars on the comeback trail. Isn't this something? Four points scored in very few seconds off the clock, and now Crockwell, a poor free throw shooter, goes to the line for two. A lot more pressure on these. He missed it badly. The Cougs are right there, folks. 69-63, they're down just six with 144 to go. 
The Cougars keeping hope alive here in Stockton. Crockrell is one for four at the free throw line. Again a miss! Out of bounds off of Pacific. BYU basketball. So, Pierre Crockrell, the right got a foul. He missed them both. BYU down 69-63, 1.43 to go. The Cougars are still in this game. Barcelo from back to front, right to left as we see it and you hear it. Barcelo, dribble handoff, left wing, Trevenel. Trevenel has an opening, gets to the rim, scoop it. Oh, he missed it. Offensive rebound, scoop and score. Fuseni Torre on the putback, and BYU's down four. Timeout to Mark Pope. And the Cougs have gone from down a dozen to down four, 69-65, with 1.29 to go. Almost exactly twice as long as Santa Clara had marked to come back from down four the other night at the Levy Center. Wow, this is something. Well, just tremendous defense in the full court pressure. Created two turnovers and two layups. You get the missed free throws, and now strong move by Nell. He didn't get it to go, but the defender had to come help, which allowed uh, Troy to get the ball and score it. So now the question is, uh, I mean, I think at this point you're four with a minute and a half. You're not going to foul. Maybe you foul Crocker because he has missed, but otherwise I think you just play straight-up defense and try and win this game the old-fashioned way, I, get a stop and go and score. I think if Cro I think you tell you, you say you don't foul unless it's Crocker right, with the ball in his right. hands. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the one guy maybe you consider doing that because he just missed two. And he's one for five on the night, and the question for Coach Leonard Perry is do I even put Crocker in the game mm -hmm. at this point? And then if that's not the case, who's bringing the ball up for Pacific? And I, I like the idea of keeping this pressure on Pacific because it's really affected them. I hope in BYU just doesn't drop back into a half-court defense because that, that has been really tough for Pacific to deal with. So BYU, which trailed by as many as 13 a few moments ago. Lead got to 13 for Pacific with 2.16 to go. Wouldn't that be something? The Cougars have taken a 13-point deficit and in less than a minute of clock time turned it to a four-point game. BYU's on a 9-0 run. And they got full-court pressure, and Crockle is still in the game. It was 69-56, nine straight for BYU. Blake will inbound. Looks for Caleb Wilson-Rouse. Gets it to Anderson. Almost traveled with extra steps. They don't call it. Far oh. side, a bump by Lucas oh, as he Tijon almost had it. Tijon went for the steal of Wilson-Rouse, and he inadvertently bumped into him. They weren't trying to foul. And Caleb Wilson-Rouse, who's the best free-throw shooter, Aside from Jalen Brown, who's really? not on the floor, will go to the free throw line. 88% for Caleb Wilson-Rouse, and he shoots two. thought that might have been a travel on the catch. So Anderson had to come from half court to, as a release foul. Caught it, took a couple steps. I think you could look at it and slow it down and say there were steps taken, but they didn't call it in that situation. Free throws here for Caleb Wilson-Rouse. Makes it. He's a great free throw shooter. Uh, just the one guy you didn't want to. Artesian nope. wasn't trying to. No, that's the problem. The steal. He's now 23 for 26 at the line this year. So the wrong guy. Still and they two possessions to foul regardless. Five-point lead, 70 to 65. 125 to play. Second for Wilson Rouse. Gets them both. The momentum halted. 9-0 run ended. BYU down six. 120 to go. Barcelo left wing. Dribble handoff. Nell. Nell. Shoved to the baseline by Blake. Nell on the bounce to the top, gives back to A.B. A.B., top of the key. A.B. runs it low, fouled on his drive. He'll get two free throws. To make it a four-point game again, 71-65, 1-11 to play. And BYU gets the guy it wants at the line, and Alex Barcelo. BYU trailed by 13 points 
about a minute ago off the clock. And now the Cougs have it to six, can make it four. If A.B. can make them both, makes the first. Barcelo with 12 points. Four for four from the free throw line here in the second half. And Lucas is seven for eight on the night. Six in a row here in the second half. So the two guards are 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Now 11 for 11 in the second half. He makes them both. 71-67. Lucas sits for defensive purposes. Rouse gets the ball in to Bailey. Bailey not fouled. BYU not fouling as Bailey spins into front court and now takes a foul with 106 to play. So Bailey to the line. He's only a 55% free throw shooter. Not a bad guy to foul. He's 2 of 4 at the line tonight. So Bailey missed, made, made, and missed from the stripe and shoots 2 with 106 to play and 71-67. BYU down 4. Wouldn't it be something? It was BYU up 4. It would four. be something. Really would be Still a long ways to go. Bailey makes the free throw. BYU was memorably up four with 45.8 to go at Santa Clara and lost that one by one. They're now down five, 106 to play, 72-67, as Bailey now sits at 13 points. One for two, rebound. A.B. had it deflected to George, who collects it. So one for two on the trip by Bailey. And BYU's down five, 72-67. Lucas, top of the arc, hands off A.B. for three. He got it! He got it! 72-70, 55.6 to go. Barcelo for three. They can't get it in. Oh, they Blake inbounds to Crockrell. Back to Blake, far sideline Bailey. Bailey back to Blake. Blake underhand, scoop it to Wilson Rouse, ahead to Anderson. It's under 40, 55 seconds to play now. in the game. Anderson on the wing right side, and a timeout is taken as BYU went for the tie-up. 42.1 on the game clock. The shot clock is at 17, and BYU's within two, 72 to 70 on the AB3 and other. Mountain America Credit Union, three-pointer for BYU. The Cougars had, in this comeback effort, Two back-to-back steals off inbounds plays and scored on them both. We'll call those our Metal Mart steals of the game. Brought to you by Palmer's Metal Mart, everyone's metal store, Palmer's Metal Mart. Timeout taken by BYU. We'll stay right here with it. The Cougs were down 13, just over two minutes to play. It's a two-point game, 42.1 to play. 69-56 was the score. And the Cougs have since gone on a 14-3 run in about a minute and a half of clock time. What an effort from BYU and Mark. Now that they've gotten it to this point, it'd be almost crushing to not win this game, the way they rallied down from 13 late. Yeah, really remarkable. Alex finally got a good look there, nails it, and uh, really did a good job defensively on the inbounds, but they did get it into Crockroll, who immediately got rid of it. He didn't want any part of that ball, and smart move by him to get rid of it. And I just think at this point, with 17, you just want to play this out, and then you, if you get a stop, you're going to have a chance to tie or win. Okay, so a 17-second shot clock, and the Cougars want to play. It appears 17 seconds of defense here, not foul. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, because if you get the stop, then you can tie or win on your last possession. You'll have plenty of time, but you've got to get the stop here. How remarkable it would be to turn what happened Thursday, devastation, right. into elation on Saturday. Inbounds for Pacific. The ball is in to Pierre Crockwell. Oh, He's tied ball. up by Barcelo. Oh, I got it. BYU basketball. Alex Barcelo ties it up, and it's BYU on the arrow. The Cougars get the steal <laughs> with 38.9 to go. Holy smokes. Alex Barcelo 
I think Crockwell thought maybe they're going to try and foul me, and Alex did not. He went, reached in and grabbed the ball. That's the guy you'd want to foul, and they went for the tie-up. The very yeah. worst that could happen is they the foul him and he shoots free the throws. Super aggressive defense, and it paid off. But they get the tie-up, and now it's BYU down two. AB to front court, hands to George. George right wing. Dribble give Lucas. Lucas high to Barcelo. Barcelo on the arc right side, and he has to call timeout with it. He's on the floor, and they call tie-up, and it goes to Pacific. He wanted a timeout. BYU had no timeouts left. Mm. The Cougars had called their final timeout, and Barcelo just got tied up. And AB, to his credit, knew well enough to not call timeout. I'm sure they told him in the huddle, we have no timeouts. AB got tied up and now gives it up, and now Pacific has to be fouled. They're just running that high kind of egg mixer there at the top, and Alex got it. The double team came. He fell to the ground. Couldn't get up. Cougars could not call a timeout, and now the Cougars must foul. Crockwell's still on the floor for Pacific. It's 72-70. Tigers lead it. 27.3 to go, so the shot clock is off, and like, BYU has to foul. Like if, they don't get, if they don't get a steal. Yeah, if they don't like get a steal. Seeing a shot there going to the rim, but turn it over. Blake. Triggers at the sideline. In to Anderson. BYU has to foul. They try to go for the steal. It's not there. They don't get the steal yet. Five He's seconds. in backcourt. They get it. Ooh. In the, oh! They Ooh, it's knocked out of bounds, but it's a BYU. I they can look at this. Did BYU get it 10 seconds? The other way. Ball was deflected on the pass into forecourt. So and there was a deflection out with 19.6. It was only eight seconds off the clock. So it wasn't a backcourt violation, right? Because the, the, it was inbound with 27, 28. Yeah, I think they might be looking at whether or not the deflection. Uh, clearly, BYU hit it, but right, then they it didn't review hit a Pacific it. Yeah. So it's not a clock issue, rather a touch issue. So only eight seconds went off the clock. It's not a backcourt 10-second violation, but it was knocked out of bounds. They're going to see who touched it last. Now, BYU was going for a steal. It hadn't happened. And with 19.6, they need to foul and hope for free throw misses if they don't get a steal. Anderson hasn't missed. I mean, you could have fouled him. He hasn't missed tonight, 7 for 7, but a lot of those have been banging off the rim and somehow going in. He's not a great free throw shooter. Oh, I, Mark, BYU had the ball with a chance to tie or take a yeah. lead when Alex Barcelo was tied up on the far wing. Pacific basketball did not go off of a Tiger. So, Tigers will inbound. BYU plays for a steal. They put the clock to 20.7, added a second. Pacific 72, BYU 70. The Cougars down 13 late, have rallied and had a chance to lead late before the tie-up of Barcelo, who had momentarily before gotten the tie-up to BYU the other way. Pierre Crockrell will inbound. It's a magic. The running Gideon out of George time. jumping in his face. Crockrell waves a teammate to the backcourt. The count is at four. Gets it in. Oh, a steal! Oh, and Barcelo couldn't save it in. It's still Pacific basketball. They stole off the inbounds, and A.B. couldn't keep it on the sideline. That might have been a foul on Blake as A.B. had it, and they, then he went to the ground. They didn't call the foul. It would have been two free throws for BYU with 19.3. They'll do it again. 72-70, BYU trailing by two. Crockrell, the count at two. The count at three. The bounce into Bailey. He's double-teamed in backcourt trying to squeeze through pressure. Gets it to the timeline. He's to Caleb there. Wilson, Rouse, a tie-up. And what do they call? Foul or tie-up? Foul. Oh, Foul on Trevin Nell. Could have easily been a tie-up there. And the wrong guy goes to the free-throw line. Caleb Wilson, Rouse, who's now 24 of 27 at the free-throw line on the year. He's missed three all year, and BYU needs at least one miss here. 
72-70. Tigers lead 12.2 to go. Two free throws. And it gets awful tough for BYU. And they got the one guy they wanted to shoot these free throws, Mark. That's the problem. Well, they did a great job of double-teaming and then triple-teaming. But couldn't get the ball. I thought Nettendale might have had a tie-up. So Caleb Wilson-Rouse will shoot two with 12.2 remaining here at the Spano Center in Stockton. Tigers lead by 272-70. The best free throw shooter on the floor for the Tigers shoots two. The pressure of the season on his shoulders. No teammates on the lane. Just BYU blue. And it's a make. Oh gosh. In and out and back <laughs> in. Wow. That hit every part of the rim and dropped in. 73-70, Tigers lead by three. Shot of the game right here. It's a free throw for Caleb Wilson-Rouse. Makes it. 74-70. It's got to go fast. Two is okay. Marcelo to front court. Marcelo right to the rim. Will bank and miss. Rebound to Bailey with seven. And he's tied up with 5.9. And that may be it for BYU. 74-70, Tigers lead free throws at the other end. Well, Mark, they had their shot. Had the ball, 27.9. Got into front court with a chance to tie or take a lead. And a tie-up by Pacific as Alex Barcelo fell to the floor with the ball. With no timeouts to call, that was it for BYU. 74-70. Tigers can go to the line to make it a six-point game with 5.9 to play. Well, heartbreak of a different kind. If BYU can't find a way to stage a miracle here late as Bailey makes the free throw and that about takes any chance of victory off the table for BYU as Bailey scores from the line. A great effort late, but the effort just wasn't there early, and it got him in trouble. 75-70. Pacific leads it. 5.9 to go. Second for Bailey. And he makes it. 76-70. Well, Tigers, smart, closed it out. At least on the verge of closing it out. Timeout taken by the Tigers. 76-70. 5.9 to play. BYU gave itself a shot, Mark, against all odds. Down 13 with two minutes in change. BYU got it to a two-point game and the ball. And Thursday's heartbreak was failing to close it out one way. And tonight's heartbreak is failing to close it out another way. And you say close out, well, you were down 13. But, yes, you had the ball to tie or take a lead with under 30 seconds to go. And, unfortunately, it was a lost dribble. And Alex Barcella was... Kind of gang tackled and they got hands on the basketball. That was the turnover that spelled the Cougars' demise. If indeed the Cougars do lose this one, they're down six with six seconds to go. Yeah, just another heartbreaker. And uh, BYU got back in the game with that full court pressure, made some really exciting plays. Looked like they might have had another tie up. I, I thought Nell had a tie up and they called the foul with the best free throw shooter on Pacific's team, giving him free throws. That, that, was, that was rough and uh, it's going to look like BYU is going to come up short. It's just not really the time to get it done here. We'll see. Barcelo inbounds to Georgia at front shoot. court with three and with two. A.B. for three left corner. Got it, but the game is over. He scores at the horn. They're going to want a clock review. A They're going to want a clock review. The fans are trying to rush the floor here. Some are at least. 76-73, but they're going to take a look and maybe put a little bit of time left on the clock to keep mathematical yeah. hope alive for BYU. But uh, the shot clock, or the game clock, did go out as Barcelo made the three in the left corner. A.B. for three. That would give him 19 points on the night. They may, just, they may be cosmetic points. This wasn't enough time. Too much time. They took too much time. Even if there's a second left, Pacific can just kind of throw it into their front court. 
And it's game over. The officials are walking off the floor, and that's it. So Pacific wins it by a score of 76-73. Postgame recap next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.